five, four, three, two, one. I don't even know what's happening. Put in sport mode and you're gonna fly. And just exactly how awesome it was to the mighty mighty Nissan GTR. You got the Mustang, the Camaro, the Challenger, the Corvette, the Viper. America. Damn, I forgot the bananas. I love this. And we'll do it live. Live, live. And we'll do it live. Hello, boys and girls, ladies, gentlemen, wonderful, wonderful people all around the internet. It is time for the DotFeed.com podcast. Because, you know, it's Thursday, and that's what we do on Thursdays. Thursday's top speed day. Well, we drink. <laughs> Woo! Water. Energy beverage. Thirsty Thursday from Spring Water from Niceville. I have, I have water. I have water, and I have sugar-free neurofuel from Johnson City, Tennessee. All right. There you go. Yeah, it's actually started by a kid here at the college in Knoxville. So, and I have... Badass green bendy straw. Because you are so mature. <laughs> At least it had big loops in it. Yeah, it's if they had those, like I would totally rock a crazy straw. But uh, we're doing some sort of, or we're going to some sort of Halloween shindig, and so um, we bought a bunch of sodas and a bunch of straws. I like how the straws. <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? It's like, hey, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, topspeed.com. For those of you who are internet crazy. Topspeed.com is your internet home for all the crazy, cool, and amazing things that have motors and wheels and go vroom, vroom, vroom. And straws. And straws <laughs> we, and energy yeah. drinks. Yeah, topspeed is – we're going to open a new section. It's going to be reviewing straws. We've got the regular section, the green section, the loop-de-loop section. Look, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. If you guys are willing to pay me to write about straws all day, I will rock that hard. I'll go get the ones that turn into glasses and helmets and the whole nine yards. It'll be a party. I'll do videos and we can see how long it takes to get from one end of the straw to the other. It's like, stopwatch, ready, go. Can the mouth in 3.9 seconds. Watch out. All right, anyways, this is supposed to be an automotive show, so what do you say we talk about some cars? Um, As always, we're going to start the show with Weekly Wheels, but first, um, I'm going to yell at everyone who's listening, because um, this week's show has no questions and answers segment, because nobody left us any questions last week. So if you want us to do questions and answers, we we need questions to answer. (laughs) So if you guys could please handle that. Anyways, let's move on to Weekly Wheels. We're going to start with Justin, who was driving an Acura. Yes, wow, I get to start this time. Woohoo! I feel special. Um, so typically, yeah, I was in the uh, 
2015 Acura TLX 2.4 tech package. Uh, typically, I'm not a huge fan of Acuras, although they seem to always give me cars. They just keep on loading me up with more and more of their cars. Um, oftentimes, I find them just lacking stuff, you know, for a lot of money, but just don't get much, you know, much bang for the buck. Like the TL I did a few years or last year was just, it didn't have anything. It felt like a warmed over cord with some leather. And but then in the last year, it's gotten much better. I got the ILX just uh, a couple weeks back. I love that. Could have used some extra things like a dual clutch transmission or and maybe a little bit more power to keep up with like things like the CLA or something like that. Uh, then the following week, I get the TLX, which actually has the same engine as ILX, a 2.4 liter that's borrowed from the Civic Si, but with the dual clutch transmission I was whining for so much from the ILX. Um, so I really got a nice taste of what we're going to be looking at when, I assume it's going to be, uh, the ILX comes with the dual clutch in 2016. So uh, is, it, is it the exact same engine that's like nine horse, horse, horsepower down on the SI because actually, it doesn't have the VTEC sticker? Actually, yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> that VTEC, yo. <laughs> actually, this one is the exact same. Actually, it's, I think it's – no, it's the exact same as the Civic SI, 206 horsepower. So it's Okay, uh, so it has the sticker. They just painted, painted over it. Yeah, they painted over the sticker, you know, make okay. it look fancy. Um, but one big thing, you know, this dual clutch transmission, it's kind of similar to what, what Mark was talking about before about the Sonata's dual clutch, how it's not really a sporty dual clutch transmission. It's not like you know, something you see in an Audi or a Porsche or something like that. Um, it's, it's tuned mostly for fuel economy. So you see the fuel economy spike to 35 miles per gallon on the highway in this thing. And when you have it in eighth gear in eco mode, the, the, the gauge actually buries all the way up to about 50 when you're just cruising along at you know, 50 or 60 miles an hour. But when you put it in sport mode, it's like a completely different personality. Suddenly the transmission turns into that sports dual-clutch transmission. Nice hard shifts. Even when you have it in automatic mode, the shifts still come nice and hard and it holds the revs a lot, lot higher. Um, in terms of features, this is the biggest thing that I always know Acura about. This one was great. Um, the only thing I did not like was the fact that it still has that soft rubber dashboard. There's no uh, leather up there yet. I don't know why Acura is so slow to get leather topping on their dashboards, but yet yeah, still going with the soft top. It looks a little bit better than it did in years past, but it's gonna, it's it's still that soft stuff that I'm getting tired of seeing. It's been around since I think like '99. They've been doing that. Well, but at least it's not plastic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one benefit. At least it's not scratchy plastic. But if I'm paying this one was thirty-five thousand nine hundred bucks. So when I hit that thirty thousand dollar range, especially in something that's not German. I want leather. I want leather on everything. I don't want to touch anything. See, I, I, uh, I think you're pushing a little hard on that one. The, yeah, the, I think average, is. the, the average price of a new car bought period these days is 30 grand. That's just the average sale price of a car. So it's almost hard to call 30 grand a luxury range. If it's got, if it's got leather seats, leather steering wheel, leather touch, touch points, I'll give them a non-leather dash topper as long as it's not hard plastic. Yeah, well, I at least want to see... Maybe a little bit of leather somewhere. My Kia, my twenty-five thousand dollar Kia has a leather topper on top of the uh, the instrument cluster. Okay, you got real one leather. on the pinnacle. Yeah, it's real leather right there. I, I want to see at least a little bit, just 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 a snippet, a little tiny itty bitty piece. Okay, of I'll let you have the, have that, but yeah. like a leather dash, like in the yeah, Porsche no, Panamera no, or something. To, no, I'm not asking to slay okay. a whole cow and slap it on top of there. Just just something. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Walk into Jeremy a Clarkson did that with the Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into the dealership. I'd like to put some leather on top. Of it. Okay, there's a cow out back. Come on, Messi. <laughs> but overall, I mean, the seats are awesome. It has these cool uh, bolt. The seats are bolstered, of course, but they're also bolstered instead of just being around your sides and your hips. It has shoulder bolsters too, so you get a lot of support in the seat. Very, very comfortable. 
The cabin is extremely quiet, which is another issue I've had with Acres in the past. Not enough sound deadening. They really upped the sound deadening in this thing, and it is whisper quiet inside of it. Sound system is awesome. Uh, the handling is great for, for a little bit larger sedan, and they did a great job at combining the athleticness of the athletic ability of the TSX with the, the size of the TL. Uh, it was kind of like a mashup of those two cars, and they brought out the TLX. They really did a nice job combining them and then making it about 10 times better than either of those two cars were. Um, so thirty-five grand, I really have no complaints about this car, none at all. Hmm. So this is the first Acura you've liked? Uh, well, I like the ILX. I really liked the ILX, but it was lacking. Uh, this is the first Acura I can say hands down, yeah, I loved it. You know, it's, it's, it was a great car. All right, let me ask you this. From from everything I've heard about Acura, especially the TLX in the last six months or so, everyone says it lacks soul. Does this car lack soul? No, not not one bit. I can't believe they would even say it lacks soul. I mean, the dual clutch transmission itself gives it gives it a gives it a soul. It gives it different personalities. You have four okay. different personalities to choose from. Um, and when you when you gun it, the, the the cabin's quiet, but when you gun it, you can really hear that engine going. I mean, you can you can get a lot of feedback from the engine when you want it. Uh, handling is great. It has the four-wheel steering, the uh, what they call it, uh, SH. Was, I can't remember what they call it now, but it's the the four-wheel steering. Steering. So you get super handling all-wheel drive control. No, super handling all-wheel steering. I think. Well, well no, the super handling all-wheel drive is just all-wheel drive. That's yeah, not. Yeah, this is super. Have anything to do with the steering? Yeah, super handling something, whatever. But it really gives it great handling. Um, what it does, it adjusts the tow at higher speeds. I think the tow goes the opposite direction of the front wheels to kind of push it through the turn. And when you're going when you're going slower and turning to a parking space, the back wheels turn with it, so it makes a real nice uh, uh, close, uh, real close circle when you're turning in. Good old um, quadra steer. Yeah. So to say it has no soul, I think is pushing it. Sure. Is is the body a little bit soulless? Yeah. It's an actor. Okay. They're always the, their bodies are always going to be soulless. That's just how they are. Um, I don't know. You know, one of my favorite sedans, literally one of my favorite sedans, has got to be the old Acura TL with the body line that runs from the, the front headlight. The old square the one with the trapezoid tail or exhaust pipes? Yeah. Yeah, that's a sweet I, car. I just like those. I just I wish the back wheels were a little bit bigger and fill out the um, – if the if the back fender well was bigger too, it would look better. But otherwise, the car is beautiful. You know why I think that car looks so, so handsome? Because I think it almost looks like a Prelude sedan. Like they took that really sort of sharp, chiseled look of like the Prelude that was so nice, and they sort of turned that into a sedan for it. But yeah, it's a very, very handsome car. I agree. That's one of my yeah. favorite Acuras ever created. Definitely. Ever. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, I think Acura's making a statement with this car. It's no wonder this is the best-selling car in the first, the first month it was out. It, it it just sold like crazy, so it's no surprise. And it, I think it's going to be a pretty big hit. We're going to see Acura build from this, especially with the upcoming ILX when I think that comes out in L.A., um, I think that's going to be just a just continuation of this. <clears throat> well, yeah, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say I lo I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah. It's like a, what 2008. I just typed in a random year. Yeah, 2008 uh, Acura TL. It looks great. I got like to see this because I I can't remember remember it off offhand. 2008 Acura TL. Let's see. Yeah, and then they also made the Type S model with the upgraded V V6. Oh, oh. But when you got the V6, you got quad round exhaust pipes that got rid of the square ones, which were so cool on the back end of that thing. That's mm -hmm. actually the car my neighbor has. <laughs> <It's yellow. laughs> 
Uh, Accurate TL Type S. Oh, yeah, there it is. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. With bigger wheels and all, just like you wanted. Yeah. But like, but like right. I said, you you get rid of those square tail the tailpipes, which yeah, the square then that was that was a lot more uncommon back then, yeah. which is why it was so nice and novel. But um, we're gonna move away from something that people say don't have soul to a company that helps define what soul meant in a car. Mark, will you tell me about your time with one of my favorite cars? Well, this is a repeat car that we've had on Top Speed Garage, but that doesn't discount its awesomeness, and that is the Porsche Panamera S. E hybrid, and mine was the 2014 edition, and um, you know I liked it. There were uh, there were a lot of things to like about the car. Um, there was a couple things I didn't like, but um, I like it. Yours was white. It I I'm not normally a fan of white cars, but this was fantastic because it oh, had because that lime green. One. Yeah, the one you had it just. Kind of ugly. It looked like a brown turd, especially with the shape of Panamera. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that drove me nuts about it the most <laughs> is the a key, which we should have had you show the key last week, actually. Oh um, yeah. Well, I, it's on the it's on the website. Yeah, it's it's on their view. An, an option that Porsche does is they'll paint your key in the car paint to match your car. Yeah. And um, the 911 I had didn't have a painted key. The Cayman I had did not have a painted painted key. But both of our Panameras did. But my Panamera was painted brown, so a black key painted dark brown, you couldn't tell it was painted. Yeah. But yours with the white paint looked awesome. Yeah. The only thing about it is, is you know, the car had, I don't know, about 8,000 miles on it. And in that 8,000 miles and uh, the many people that have driven the car, the key has been dropped several times. And now it's all scratched up. And so it's Did got it not this... come in a little leather pouch? No, I didn't have a leather pouch. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's it, the key has been abused, and, you know, there goes $140 or whatever it costs to get the key painted. But I think yeah, it's $495. It had, uh, on my sticker, it wasn't that much. It was only um, $140 something. In fact, I don't even have my build sheet out yet. Well, I've but, got yeah, I mean, my sticker out for it. No, vehicle key painted, $335. $335 to paint a key? Yes. And then the leather pouch to keep it in was $165. What? Take me down to Walmart. I'll get some spray bombs. I'll make that thing look great. <laughs> leather key pouch. Okay, okay, okay. So you were supposed to have the leather key pouch, but you didn't have it. Okay. Apparently they screwed up the build sheet because the vehicle key painted here is 165 on the build sheet, and the the pouch to keep it in is 335. So that okay, must be. I have it the other way around. That must be wrong on this. And I didn't get a oh, window see, I've got. I have the actual one, Rooney. Yeah, see, they didn't give me that. This okay. is all I had. So, um, I've got so much crap. What was your final price on that car? Oh, dude, final price one twenty eight four. Oh, so mine was actually more expensive. Oh, what did you have? One thirty three thirty five. Wow. I wonder what option I have that you didn't. Oh, I bet you my interior was more expensive than yours. Yeah, well, mine was ridiculous. Well, no, had I had an option interior color. Luxor yeah, beige. Mine was black, which yeah. I thought looked fine. Uh, I looked at the pictures of yours after I drove mine. I'm like, ooh, I would hate to have that because that just it looks like it attracts dirt. Um, no, I really and the like black looks really good. Yours. But uh, yeah, so anyway, I I really do. And what you said in your review, Christian, I think it's true. I mean, this is the future of motoring because I mean it it works so well. 
and the fact that it's got the supercharged V6 and it's making decent horsepower, you know, what is the 330 horsepower just for the engine itself with the batteries and everything, it's 416. And, I mean, the car moves quickly. It really, really does. For being 18 um, feet long and weighing, like, 9 tons, it just goes whoosh. Yeah, it's really surprising. Um, however, the, the things I didn't like about it, and I, I wonder if you had the same problem, too, like... If the car was on and parked, like I was getting out to check mail or do like take pictures of the car or whatever like that, I'd get back in it, and the car would have shut off. Yes, um, that's the moment you open the door, the car shuts off. It's infuriating. Um, that's, turn the key off. No, and that, turn it back that, on. that drove me nuts, but it's because, because the car will run in electric-only mode. They don't want you to accidentally leave the car on because you can't hear it running. Yes, but you take the key out. I don't know. Anyway, so that was well, infuriating mine, just because I was I didn't to stick the key in. I had the smart key thing where the key would just stay in my pocket. Oh, see, I didn't have that either. With the push-button start. So, so yeah, it was like if you just stopped the car, like let's say I pulled into my driveway and I put it in park and the auto start stop thing happened so the engine shut off. Then I was talking to my wife or something, and then I go to get out of the car and I can't hear it running. I could theoretically get out of the car, leave, and the car would still be there and still be on, and somebody could walk up to it, get in it, and leave. Yeah, see, that was not the case. My key had to stick in the dash okay. and turn, like the old school Porsche. So anyway, yeah, that, that was that was my complaint. Really, my number one complaint had to do with the brakes and the uh, the way the regen system worked. They just weren't linear. So if you were getting on the brakes, uh, pulling up to a stoplight, the car would start slowing down, and then you were you were holding the brake at a certain spot, and then the car would it feel like the brakes would just kind of let go, and you would have to push further into the pedal in order to re-engage the brakes again. When you finally pulled up to the stop and the car, you know, kind of just sat back just ever so slightly, if you didn't immediately get on the brakes almost all the way down, the car would start rolling again. And, I, you know, it's just – it took more work to get the car stopped and you had to consciously think about where your foot was with the brakes the whole time versus, say, like a Toyota or even a Ford where you just kind of leave your foot in a certain spot and that resistance slows the car down gradually, you know, without having to change where your foot is on the brake. So um, that was my number one complaint. It's mediocre, but, I mean, the car is fantastic. I mean, it's it's a, it's a great vehicle. Um, there's only room for four, which is kind of a thing, kind of a deal breaker if you got a, you know, family of five or something like that. But, um, yeah, it's really cool. The navigation system isn't that great either. Mm. I always find that kind of weird. They have this massive Panamera, but there's only four seats. Yeah, well, but it's designed to fit four full-size adults comfortably. So you can't yeah. cut someone in half and put them back there. Oh, yeah. But well, but I Only mean, like, in the mall. a lot of <laughs> a lot of like, oh, you can fit three in the back. Like, really, you can't actually get three unless they're just children or they're three really small people because that middle seat is just sort of like, well, it's a spot where we just put an extra seatbelt. It's not really a seat. Yeah, I mean that's true. So but... instead of that, you have a huge center console with cup holders and controls for the air conditioning and the seat heater Which and all that sort of stuff. It's fantastic. There, <laughs> that's one of the things I really do like about this car. And you know, especially if you have a significant other who's a female, and they are always <clears throat> wanting different levels of of air conditioning. And so, I can have the fan and the temperature control different on my side. Fantastic. So she can have it hot of their own fan control and temperature control. Yes, she can have it as blazing hot over there as she wants it with a fan off, and I can have my air conditioning on with a fan speed on set three or something like that, and be comfortable. 
and we're all happy. You know, you talk about that. You know, I, I think the same thing if my wife has said, hey, when I, we can just control each side. No, my wife actually in the TLX, I had mine set on 72. She had hers on probably 955 degrees. Yes. And what does she do? She reaches over across to my side and cranks my AC up or my heater up. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm cold. You can tend to jump to your side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, your vent was probably blowing on her. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so that is an issue that I do run into is um, I like to have the center vent kind of pointed like at my shoulder bicep sort of area and kind of run back beside me. So even though Jenna's got her side turned up and I've got my side turned down, she gets a lot of that cold air. So she's always reaching up and just flicking the vent off. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I turn mine right at me and blow straight on my face. I, I love cold air. Yeah, I hate cold I like weather, but I like cold air. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, like, I'll have the, uh, the door side vent pointed like towards my chest neck to keep me like cool. And then like I just like having the airflow. So I point the next one to like, run like past me. So. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Because we're all Being weird, everybody. We're all yes. really weird. <laughs> we, we are very OCD about our parents. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Being we have a hold on, wait, we have a uh, comment. He oh. says, "What? Tomorrow is Thursday already. Uh, today's Thursday. Yeah, I just haven't updated the um. Oh, I changed that. It should be on my YouTube. Oh, oh, I was gonna say I changed on the article. Yeah, that's that's all that is. I just haven't changed it on my YouTube piece. Sorry about that." Um, it'll be changed once I rewrite the new piece and I post it all back in. But hi, welcome. Um, <laughs> Hello. But yeah, so that was awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you en enjoyed it. Um, you know, the the only thing I didn't enjoy about it was that I had it and I didn't have a good place to run it. Like, I'm so jealous of where you live, Christian. I am because you are in the mountains and you've got roads and curves and hills Great roads. and stuff. Great and roads. I am stuck with like Four-lane highways that are always clogged. Well, but again, remember, the one time I really beat on it, it tried to kill me. I know, but I wanted it to kill me, sort of. <laughs> I, I was going to fight back. I, I was, was going to die in a coffin of leather and luxury. <laughs> and you got to go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you got to go, upside down, on fire, down the side of a mountain in a leather-lined coffin <laughs> seems like a pretty good way to do it. He died in a Panamera. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, but yeah. I do have so, to agree with you, though, that uh, I think their brake regeneration system is a little aggressive. Yeah. And then when it cuts out because of that aggression, it did take a little bit of getting used to. But yeah. um, otherwise, I think it's a fantastic machine, and I felt okay. that. So I'm glad you had that issue in your car, too. It wasn't just me. Yeah, but I just quickly adjusted to it. Um, I would just approach a stop faster. And so uh, – <laughs> well, no, so, so basically, like, there is a braking point. So what's what's happening with you is when you're first braking and you're getting that heavy braking, you're actually not using the brakes at all. Yeah, it's the motors. Purely the motors. And then once you get to a low enough speed, the motors have to release, and then you're on actual braking, which is why you have mm -hmm. to press harder. If you just press harder to begin with, you skip the motors and just go straight straight to brakes. Yeah. So just drive it like you stole it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're gonna spend just a few seconds talking about another slab of luxury that you got to drive, Mark. Yeah, um, it's it's a hard life. I was in this uh, two or three weeks ago. I don't know what it was. Uh, yeah, time. another another leather lined coffin that I would have loved to have beat around hills and driven off, you know, and stuff like that. Was the it's the Range Rover Autobiography Long Wheelbase Edition. It's basically the same car, Christian. You had 
a couple months ago. So I mean, we with more luxury. Luxury. We've 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 got this on on tap. Um, same thing. Five liter supercharged V8 making ridiculous 510 horsepower. It moves this heavy heavy aluminum car like it was 10,000 pounds. I mean, like it was a thousand pounds. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sticker price was one forty-three. God, that's so bad. I just, I want to take that and sell it and buy a house. <laughs> I could buy a house and three cars of my own choosing with that money. I am glad they brought you a long wheelbase version like they brought me because the first Range Rover you had was still the autobiography, but it was the standard it was standard. One. Yeah. And then they brought me the long wheelbase, and I was trying to talk to you about like just how much space there really is in the back of that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. It is crazy. Sit, just I, you know, sit the driver's seat where I sit, and I I sit sort of kind of far back, not terribly, but I am able to get behind myself, and I was literally able to put my feet out and cross them in front of me, and lay the seat, you know, it reclines, so laid it almost all the way back, and was like. I need a driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is definitely a car that, that you, you should have called be me. I would, I, would, I would have made the little the John over to uh, to Orlando area, and we would have uh, would have driven you around. Okay. A pretty cool. funny video. Ne- next time I have an autobiography. I'll drive you around. <laughs> next time I have an autobiography, uh, long wheelbase edition Range Rover, I'll I'll call you. Yeah, see, Mark, we're all just going to start coming to your house because you're getting all the cool cars. Yeah, no, here I am with an Acker, and you're there at the Porsche, a Range Rover. Man, it's hard, He's man. got an AMG this week. I do. Oh, I do. I, I have, have nothing. They've pulled me out of, out of rot- rotation, and he I gets a Porsche and an AMG and a Range Rover. and. Uh, it's hard. I hope next no. week they bring you a Prius. I'm just, I'm just waiting until Acura releases the NSX and they ship it my way. Hmm. I will be more than happy for you, Justin. I will happy. be more than – I think – like I'm okay with us setting up rules for cars. Justin should get all the family cars. Mark should get all the trucks, and I should get everything that goes fast. No. So um, what we should do is <laughs> what? What? There's, there's a certain level of car that if we get – we all just need to like take off a day of work, meet together somewhere, and just video the crap out of this car. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. Yeah. Phil, if you're listening, get on that. <laughs> Here we go. Right. <laughs> Plane tickets are cheap-ish. Yeah. Hey, direct flight from you. Yeah. I mean, I'll just fly Allegiant Air straight to Orlando. Yep. It's like 80 bucks. Uh, round no, trip. I can, uh, depending on when we fly, I can make it for like $40. You know. That's fantastic. Yeah, I love if you if you drive to the airport to buy the ticket, it saves you like a twenty dollar fee. Really? Yep. Because Allegiant has like a twenty dollar fee for purchasing online, so you can save a bunch of money if you just drive to the airport to buy your ticket. Well, that's nice. So why don't we stick to car stuff? Unless yeah. we, unless Allegiant wants to, uh, you know, hook us up with reviewing flights, I will review a flight for you. I, I Allegiant, don't let me review your flights because it's gonna not be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> they throw peanuts from the cab, don't they? Here's your peanuts! Um, <laughs> unless you put me in business class, the reviews are going to be terrible. <laughs> Throwing that out there. You know, I'm, I will not, compl- I will not complain about a cheap direct flight from my house to my parents' house. I will not complain. So, so, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I, prices are great, but essentially anything that's not business class or Virgin Air just sucks in general. 
like that's just the thing. Flying sucks. So you know what else sucks? Hmm. For Justin. Yes, it does. There's no turbo on the Miata. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into our, our, our news. Uh, long-term listeners may remember me and Justin made a bet on the podcast for $20. Uh, that He said the Miata is going to come with a turbo, uh, just like Jalopnik said Miata is going to come with a turbo. And I said that him and everybody else who thought that was an idiot – and uh, it is going to be naturally aspirated, and I said it's probably going to be the 2-liter from the Mazda 3. And um, we Get don't have official it. horsepower details, but Mazda <laughs> has come out and officially <laughs> said that it's going to be a 2-liter naturally aspirated Skyactiv engine. They did, no, they did not say it's going to be naturally aspirated. They said it's going to be a Skyactiv G engine tuned for the Mazda MX-5. They said nothing about naturally aspirated. So I, sent you, so I sent you a message saying, yeah, sure, they all might be laying in the coffin and they're in the hole, but they haven't started tossing dirt on it just yet. Uh, <laughs> Nobody does it say naturally aspirated in that press release. And, and, and <laughs> when they're buried, about Justin, all about it. Justin when, when the thing is whole, is buried in the ground, are they going to have a little bell for the, the engine to ring under there? Say, I'm yes, not dead exactly. Yet. Okay, yeah, exactly. Justin, Justin, all I'm going to say is this is exactly what we have written in our piece currently right now. Spe- specifics and performance figures are still a mystery as of 10-28-2014, but the Japanese have finally confirmed the obvious. The MX-5 is sky active as the rest of the Mazda lineup, and there is no turbo power. That is what we have written. Well, then I think uh, I must have missed that because they did not confirm that. That's that's my fault. I must have completely missed that part of that article. because It says that right there. So um, That's not what it said. That's not what it said, though. I'm just saying... <laughs> It's you're not getting Justin, a turbo. Get over it. Justin's gonna get an MX5 press loaner, and he's gonna pop the hood and be like, "Mazda, I'm sorry, you guys, you left the turbo off the tester. Where's it at?" <laughs> well, you should you should have saw the big hubbub that popped up this morning. This morning we got a uh, a, uh, a an invitation from the Miami International Auto Show, um, and they're they're going to have the, the Mazda MX5 there. And in their um, really in their uh, their their invitation, they actually have a picture of an MX-5 that looks nothing like what we saw. At <laughs> nothing like it. Nothing. nothing what is all. that about? I emailed the Mazda lady. I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, why does this look different? <laughs> is there something going on that we don't know? She goes, No, no, no. That's obviously just an NC that's been rendered. <laughs> right. Right. Why did they what? use the right image? Why did they use a rendering? <laughs> Because what happened was not Mazda didn't do that press release. The Miami people did that press release. Yeah. They just went, ah, find a picture. Yeah, whatever. Because the people who do the auto shows don't care about the auto yeah, show. Yeah, they just care about how much money the guys are paying to be into the auto show. <laughs> yes, yeah, basically it's like the PR people that own the building the auto show is held in are the ones that do all those press releases. <laughs> there was, uh, I, th- I think it was 2012 New York, there was something like like that. Uh, the new... Um, the new... Impala was supposed to be released, and like there was that same sort of thing. Like it was a picture of just the old Impala, and like the new Impala's coming. And I was like, no, that's one that's out now. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. Anyways, um, so Miata, we know it's getting a two-liter Sky Active. Um, the engine that they have out now that's in the Mazda 3 is like 150 horsepower. I expect probably 175. That's what I'm thinking. To come out of the one that they were actually released, but we don't have that info yet. 
Um, and no, just for everyone's reference, no, I don't think it's going to be Turbo Trades anymore. I'm just trying to be a, a douche. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't want to pay me $20. Blood out of a turnip, man. <laughs> yep. So, um, anyways, we're going to go to the actually really big news this week. Um, just announced Ferrari's being sold and it's no longer going to be a part of Fiat. Um, that sucks. It's been two weeks since Luca has stepped down from running this company that Fiat CEO Sergio Marchione says, I'm not really going to change or alter that much, except I'm just going to sell it. Um, so there's a lot of confusion about what this means, um, and I did a lot of digging yesterday to try and figure it out. So here's what we know. Right now, Fiat owns 90% of Ferrari. Of that 90%, 10% is going to be given up to the grand markets. It's just going to be out. So if you're in the U.S. or the U.K., um, you can just – if you're a stock market person, you can just buy a bit of Ferrari. The rest of Fiat's 90% is going to be passed around to Fiat shareholders already. So what that actually means is probably not a lot's going to change. Um, right now, 30% of Fiat is owned – by one family. It's the Agnelli family. They're the family that started Fiat to begin with. So 30% of all the shares are going to go straight to them. So right now, the Agnelli family owns more of Ferrari than anybody else. After this whole spinoff happens, they're still going to own more of Ferrari than anybody else. They're going to own about 27% or so of the company. Um, and as of right now, the 10% that Fiat didn't own is owned by Ferrari's son who is vice president of the company, and he's on the board and all that sort of stuff. So the two people right now that currently today own the majority of Ferrari, if this spinoff happens, will still own the majority of Ferrari. Um, and actually there was a letter that Marchione sent out to all the dealer networks today. Uh, that's like breaking news. It just happened this morning. This letter was re released. Um, he said the reason for doing this even though we all know it's to make money for Fiat to do things, um, is, he says, Ferrari's always been run as an independent company anyways, even though Fiat's owned them. They've always been their own entity. Now we're just going to remove them from the family so they actually are their own independent thing. He says, they're still going to be the company they're going to be, which I think it's true. I mean, Ferrari is worth money to sell because they're Ferrari. So they're not going to suddenly stop making V12 super supercars. They're not going to kill their F1 team. They're not going to get rid of their amusement park. They're not going to stop selling outrageously expensive watches and wallets and shoes. Like All that sort of stuff is still going to happen. They're just not going to be owned by Fiat anymore. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Road and Track did a piece where they got a hold of an actual like industry analyst uh, from Auto Pacifica, and they were talking to him about it, and his big concern is right now... Ferrari operates as an independent company, but they don't actually have to report to anyone. When suddenly this is now a semi-public company with a huge quantity of shareholders, then they have to report to shareholders that are going to be trying to influence decisions. And that's where the big concern comes in is, yeah, right now Ferrari says, hey, we're only going to make $7,000 a, a year. And while it appears that Sergio Marchion didn't appreciate that, it's still a thing that happened. When suddenly, instead of having to report to one man at the top of Fiat, you have to report to 140,000 shareholders, there's going to be a lot more pressure to increase production numbers, to create cheaper models, 
to create more approachable models, to create an SUV, to create a sedan, to do those things that nobody wants Ferrari to do, shareholders are going to want that because that's probably going to mean more money for them and that's all they really want is more money. So the concern is now that even though Ferrari is going to be owned mostly by the same people that own it today, these extra shareholders could put pressure on them to make decisions they might not normally make. So it's still very much a developing story. Um, it's still very much this may not even happen. Like this still has to go through regulation approvals and all that sort of crap. This is just a, you know, Marcion has said this is what we want to do but there's lots of legal hurdles to jump through before it actually happens, so it could all get shut down in the end. We don't know, but this is a quickly developing story. Uh, we wrote the piece yesterday. We have more information today. There will probably be more information tomorrow. So keep your eyes on the site, and we're trying to get it to you as fast as we can. Um, but let's talk about more terrible supercar news. Um, Mark, why don't you tell me about the most terrible, horrible, scary thing that's ever been written about the Audi R8? Well, it's not the R8. It's the A8. Oh, I thought it was the R8. A8. So it's not uh, quite terribly, horribly disgusting. It is actually really cool. So um, No, okay. No, like this is a great story yeah, it's now. A great story. I'm totally okay with this. Yeah, it's great. I was super terrified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason he would be terrified is because he would think that his R8 supercar is going to drive himself. Uh, but in fact, it's going to be his A8 limousine that is going to drive itself. So, yeah, um, Audi, you know, as you guys probably know, they already had that uh, awesome media stunt a couple weeks ago with the RS7 blazing around the track. 150 miles an hour. On its own, no one in the car, no one controlling it with a joystick. It was like drive, start, and get out of the car. And the car went around the racetrack, perfect lines, perfect apexes, everything like that on its own using its own like camera systems and lasers and lasers and stuff. So... Yeah, it'll probably cost a million dollars, too. Anyway, um, so they're going to adopt this sort of system on the next generation A8. I have a super random thought that just popped into my head that's kind of mildly frightening. All these things operate on lasers and radar sensors and cameras. What if I'm driving in Florida in love bug season and I cover all of my lasers and cameras in bug guns? Then it will probably beep at you and say... You must drive. Wash your stuff. If, if you if you read the story, I haven't yet. Okay. Well, well it, but it, you just you just said like, I I know all these systems operate on lasers and cameras and yeah. DMs, and I just I just like whoa wait a minute. But I, here's thought. here's kind of what he's saying. This is um where's his first name? Stefan Moser. Okay, he's he's the um head of product and technology communications at Audi. And his job is to ensure that all this crap works all the time. He's saying, like, cameras work great, but they don't always work in every condition. That's why we're putting lasers and radar and stuff like that in the car to make it work all the time in every situation, fog, you know, nighttime, anything like that. So they're working through that, and they're also having to muddle through all of the legislation, the legal red tape and crap like that in order to get this car approved for use in Europe, which right now in Germany you can only drive a car self sustained or whatever, like 12 seconds, and that's it, um, 10 seconds. But so, uh, there's a few states in the United States that will actually let you drive a car, you know, self-driving for an indefinite amount of time. So they're going to be doing a lot of testing in the states. So the system is likely going to get approved eventually, and legislation will be changed, 
and people will be able to drive themselves in a self-driving car. That's that's awesome. That is yeah, and we can look we can look for like 2017 to, for this nice. to actually hit the road. Oh, and, and for those of you who don't know, who don't live in Florida, what Christian was talking about is down here in Florida, twice a year, we have this lovely thing called love bug season where these ugly black bugs come out and fornicate all over the place and make a big mess of your car if you don't wet the bug guts off your car within three days. It'll eat giant your paint. My brand new Kia has a whole bunch of pits in it because of love bugs. That's yeah, my golf thing. does. Uh huh. It's awful. They're terrible. And nothing they can do about them. They just come out and do their business all over the place. They <laughs> do what they do and fly away, as a little kid told yep. me one time. Yeah. So, so if you're in Florida and you see when you stop to get gas that everyone is using the window squeegees to scrub their front bumper and you can't figure out why, it's because it's love bug season and scrub your front bumper or your paint's going to be ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's literally the most terrible abomination of, of human gene messing that ever happened. You can thank University of Florida for that. That's no rumor. That's not true. Nope. Nope. They <laughs> did it. There's no truth behind that. That's a long rumor going on for 20 years. <laughs> that is not a rumor. It's true. <laughs> That's the University rumor. of Florida <laughs> was looking for a way to control to, mosquito population. To, yeah, to develop a bug that would eat mosquitoes. Well, it turned horribly wrong, and these love bugs happened. They released them into the wild, and they're little little black bugs about that long, but then they mate hooked back to back, and so they're flying around aimlessly, smashing in windshields everywhere. Go to Snopes.com and search love bugs. 100% false, not an ounce of truth behind it. No, no, no. Okay, you know what's super freaking boring? Love bugs. bugs. No, come on. We're interested, so everybody else has to be interested. Hey, Justin, you want to bet $20 on it? (laughs) Yeah, let's bet $20. I got to take this money back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, hey, let's spend more time talking about Audi stuff. Um, uh, there is a new R8, sort of new, coming, and it's supposed to be the best R8 ever. Yes, it is so awesome. It's the awesomest R8 ever made, except for the LMX version. This is the Audi R8 competition. Unlike the LMX version, this one is actually coming to the United States, but it's limited to only 60 units. Oh, great. It's going to have the same Lamborghini 5.2 liter V10, except 570 horsepower which is, what, 45 horsepower, more than the base V10. Uh, 0 to 60 is 0.6 seconds faster than even the LMX, or no, than the regular R8 uh, V10, I'm sorry, and 199 miles per hour. That makes it the fastest to zero, fastest 60 miles an hour of an R8. It makes it one mile per hour faster than the fastest R8 available in the U.S. because the uh, R8 V10 Plus only goes 198. <laughs> On top of all that, you get... Tons of carbon fiber. You get a carbon fiber splitter, carbon fiber door sills, carbon fiber massive rear wing, carbon fiber uh, center console, and all that goody stuff. Uh, red contrast stitching. It's just a whole lot of awesome. But, again, it's only limited to 60 units. It is ordering starts, I think, in November, if I'm not mistaken, and they're expecting deliveries to start in 2015. And we'll get to see the whole thing in real person, in real life, I'm sorry, at the 2014 LA Auto Show. And I'm sure we're going to learn some other little bits and pieces that we didn't learn here about this car. Um, there's no word as to what they did to the engine to get it that horsepower, but I'm sure it's just some electronic tuning with the, with the uh, computer fiddling. system and things like that. Yeah. Whatever, whatever restrictor they put on it to make it slower than the uh, Lamborghini Gallardo. They just, they just <laughs> Still, though, um, th- again, and I actually wrote this in a uh, comment, um, 
the big thing that worries me about this car, Porsche 911 Turbo S. Yeah, that that is an issue because the Porsche 911 Turbo S will obliterate this thing, and likely it only cost about five to ten thousand dollars more than it. <laughs> I mean, it might even be cheaper. But here's the difference. I'm sure the Audi R8 competition is going to be a little bit. It's not the R8 competition is not going to be built to rival the Porsche Turbo S. No, and I mean kind of, they're only making 60 of them, so as long as they're going to have a hard time selling them. Yeah, and the R8's always been kind of its own little thing. The R8, yes, it's a supercar, but it's kind of like the cruiser of the supercar realm. It's not as ex- extreme as a Gallardo. It's a little bit softer, a little more timid, easier to drive every day. Of course, it's not a car you want to drive every day, but it's I easier would. to drive every day. Well, I would. <laughs> yeah, that sounds grandma, like a, grandma, yeah, sounds like a great grandma down the road. If she had to pick between a Gallardo and, a, and an R8 or a Porsche 911 uh, Turbo S or an R8, she'd probably take the R8. It's a little bit softer. Well, yeah, but the Gallardo is only sold with a automatic, so that might be a big bonus. Well, I think this this is only with the S-Tronic transmission, so it's auto-only. Ugh. Well, be prepared. Be prepared. The R8's going strictly S-Tronic. I know. It's so stupid. Everybody's going that way, man. Get with the times. The time the hell with the times. You're, you are one of, you're one of the five percent. You're one of the five percent. You're one of the five percent in the United States that wants to buy an Audi R8 with a with a manual transmission. That's why they're getting rid of it. Five percent take rate. But but here's the thing. You can't tell me it's that expensive to offer it. Like like that's that's my whole problem with it. Is like Ferrari cannot tell me that it costs them millions of dollars to make a manual transmission and available option for some of these cars. Like, that's horseshit. Well, they just, I mean, no. yeah, they have to develop that box. So, exactly. I mean, yeah, it costs them money. Except, no, because they don't develop it. The box they have now, they didn't make. ZF did. And the box the box Ferrari uses right now is freaking garbage. Ferrari's seven-speed dual-clutch trans- transmission, they're having to find a way to rebuild it because it can't handle the torque of the cars they already have. Like, the the LaFerrari, the greatest supercar Ferrari has ever made, only has, like, 550 pound-feet of torque because their transmission can't handle any, any more than that. Almost 1,000 horsepower, 550 pound-feet pound of torque. I wonder why they had it regulated, why they had it limited so far down. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that the um, California Turbo uh-huh. is limited to 400 pound-feet pound of torque in first through sixth gear because of that trans- transmission? You only get full torque in seventh gear. Wow. wow, that's ridiculous. Why do you need full torque in seventh gear? <laughs> because that's the only gear that they can have it handle it yeah, in. The car is going so quickly that it can then at that point handle yeah, the extra stress on the From the opportunity to up that number. <laughs> so why can't I get a manual transmission that's built like a freaking tank and will actually probably save me weight, Ferrari? Because everybody else wants an automatic, and, and regardless of what you say, it's still going to cost them money. We had this conversation before. Changing right, one just piece, a little bit. Changing just a one little piece bit. can cost thousands of dollars on, on the grand scale. Right, but again, it's just a little bit. As much. Tissue? No. I want Christian, to we work. do know one thing that has a great manual transmission in it, right? Right, right? Yes, 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 we do. Um, well, it's not a great transmission, but it's a great oh, car with a manual. It's great. It's great because it, you shift it. Yes. Um, yourself. So, Fiat 5, 500 Abarth. Um, I, yes, I know it's Abarth technically, but I think that sounds stupid, so it's Abarth. Um, Fiat's bringing a fancy Abarth with Mopar bits 
Mopar, uh, to SEMA. And they're calling it the Scorpion, and uh, really all it has is different wheels and some paint, but it looks like a million freaking dollars. It is okay. a... It's like... It's like the Fiat 500 Super B. Yes, yes, that's 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 <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> so it's called the Scorpion. It's white on the bottom. It's red on the top. The top. It has a little stripe down the back, and there's a giant scorpion like painted on the hood that crosses over. So it's a white scorpion on top of the red paint, and it turns into a red scorpion on top of the bottom white paint, and it's got black wheels. And it's loud and obnoxious and looks like a million dollars and I want to buy one even though the 500 is a terrible car because it goes fast and it makes a big noise and it looks crazy. <laughs> and it does I, come I like with that. a manual. <laughs> it, it, it does come with a manual. So um, here we go. Uh, offer a lethal dose of aftermarket sting for the Italian hatchback. Kirby, Kirby wrote. Which is actually, I'll give that a sharp, sharp, sharp line. I, I like that. But um, there aren't really any major changes to the car. It's still the same 160 horsepower. Um, still the same five-speed manual. Still the same 14-foot-long clutch. It, it just looks great. Uh, they've blacked out a lot of stuff. So it's got a black grill. The headlights are darker. Uh, the fog lights have like cool red trim rings inside of them. Black wheels with red center caps. And then the huge scorpion painted across the hood. And it's just, it's silly. Like, it's 12-year-old you building a car. Like, this is this is what you would make. And that makes it one of the greatest things in the world. And yes, they sell it with three pedals because it's more fun. I don't care if it's faster. It's more fun. And that's the point. I just don't think you can fit a dual clutch in there anyway. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those dual oh, clutches no, are for 15. For 15, they're offering an a automatic yeah, you, car. Yeah, you can have auto in it now. Yeah. Um, but like there are there are some some cars the the dual clutch is smaller like the Alpha four four C mm-hmm. it drives me nuts but th- that's why Alpha says they will not put a manual in in the four C because it won't fit their dual clutch yeah. unit is super compact and they can't get a manual to fit without di- without dramatically altering that carbon fiber yeah I remember that story mm-hmm. so that sucks but but at least there's a good reason there yeah. But, yeah. Every time I look at a 500 Barth, I just want to buy one just for the hell of it. <laughs> God, it is I've such a terrible it. car. Like it, oh, is, it is a terrible car. But my my yacht makes fun. more sense than this. <laughs> yes, but it's God, it's so much fun. It is the best thing to drive. It's it's really fun. Throw the top back, and you can really hear that exhaust. That was my favorite thing about it. I could just put the top back, windows down, and just like second gear everywhere. Everywhere. They have to red. Well, and if you rev it out in second gear, you're still only going like 48 miles an hour, so you can't ever get arrested for driving too fast. Yeah. <laughs> you come around the corner, the cops are waiting for you. Bam! Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. The cops, the cops here, like he's just sitting and he hears tires squealing. He's, and he's like, here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. And then you just drive past him at 39 miles an hour. He's 10 miles under the speed limit. Yeah. And then he's like, should I pull him over for going too slow? I, I, I don't understand. It's it's such a silly car, um, but it doesn't go very fast. Um, one of our favorite cars that does go really fast, though, um, is getting an update or two. Yep. Uh, that is the Nissan GTR, and um, we have we've been told that the GTR is getting a new... I guess it's not the second. It's the second generation of the new generation, whatever that would be. I don't know what generation they're on. But we'll call it the point two. 
<laughs> yes, it's it's the R35. It well, we'll do the R35.1. Yes, something like that. So anyway, it's the next iteration, next major iteration of the GTR, the, GT, the GTR as we know it today. Um, but that's not going to happen until like, I don't know, what, four years from now? So in between that time, we are going to have a, another mild refresh of the GTR. And as I wrote on the, uh, the story, you can see that online. We are also expecting a hybrid version as well. Yeah, I think that could be quick and crazy. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna have of the nine I mean, like the the Panamera hybrid. That was a quick car. Well, I'm thinking it's probably gonna be more like nine one eight P one level. Well, I know that's what. Well, yeah, same thing. So I mean, you're you're. I mean, the nine eighteen is gonna be like. Ugh, that's. Could you imagine a DTR with nine eighteen power levels? As long like, as they fix the interior. Didn't they also say something in the report about the hybrid version is going to look a, a good bit different than the regular version? I think I remember reading no, that. No, um, what what they were saying was uh, the the hybrid version isn't going to share the same hybrid powertrains that would be found in any other uh, Nissan car. Oh, so I something about it. Don't expect a Nissan Leaf battery in your GTR. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Nissan GTR that goes 92 miles an hour. I got a Nissan GTR Leaf. <laughs> we'll just put a big green leaf on the hood of it. That would that would be a GT Art. Yes. <laughs> Probably wouldn't oh make God, I'm making Mark dirty. jokes now. Yes. <laughs> that was my jokes are the best, and you can't say anything about it. Your jokes are the worst, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. okay, for the listeners that don't know and have read articles that I've I've written in the last few weeks, I, I don't know, like the the Mopar Dart or whatever it was, they had updated suspension parts for the Dart that they're going to take to SEMA. And I wrote in my last line of the story, it says, the adjustable suspension from Bilstein or whoever it was from makes the Dart more darty. And I thought it was a clever line. I left it in. Thank you, Justin, for leaving it in. And Christian was like, that joke sucks. Because <laughs> it does. That's an awesome joke. That's a terrible It's time. the same thing as it's not the Forte's. Forte. Oh, God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's oh. anything but awesome. Ugh. You know what? Oh, hey, look, look, at yourself. Here. look at yourselves Hi, right now. You were, you were laughing. So we're laughing. You were laughing. I'm laughing at your idiocy. That's what I'm laughing at. Uh, it doesn't matter. I will offer myself up for jokes. It's anyway, okay. stop and say hi to Holti. Hi, Holti. Hi, Holti. Holti, <laughs> did you laugh at the dart is dirtier? Makes the dart more darty. Did you laugh at that? Right. Yeah, yes let's wait no. seconds for his response. Yeah, because there's a huge lag on the two, three. Forte is Forte. Anyways, so new GT. I'm trusting you. New new GTR is gonna have a couple of minor updates, but it's going to go faster. Yeah. Um, there's also something that Subaru has created called the Forester STI, and if that That's makes great. you excited, prepare to be super disappointed. Yeah, this thing's gonna either make the five people that want this Forester true Forester STI really really happy, or it's gonna really piss off those five people that want it really really badly. Because we all know what Subaru does with these models. They oh, yeah. STI badge, STI badge, STI badge. Hey, meet our new TS model. It's just got a bunch of STI badges and some new brakes. Enjoy. 
that's probably what this is going to be. It's not going to come to America. It's going to be a Japanese model. It's going to have these same old 250 horsepower 2.0 liter turbo engine, which isn't a bad engine, don't get me wrong, but you're not going to get the 2.5 liter 305 horsepower of craziness from the WRX STI. Um, so, sorry guys, if you thought you are going to see some big frumpy ST, STI version of the Forester, it ain't going to happen. It's going to be a Forester TS, and it's going to have a bunch of STI badges. Woohoo! Even if it is an SCI, it's not going to have the 305 horsepower. It's going to be like 270. You know what, you know what they're going to do yeah. to it? Yeah. They're going to paint it STI blue, have some red accents, and they're going to have an STI shifter on it. Uh-huh. The, the transmission. And, and, the, and the problem with this is, here's the issue. Just, I think it was last month, uh, Subaru already showed a, uh, a, a Forester STI TS concept. They already showed it, and it looks identical to this. Literally identical. Google it. Look it up. You'll see Forrester STITS. It is the same exact car. They're just teasing a car that we've already seen. <laughs> Subaru is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the BRZ uh, TS that we all got all hyped up for. Yes. Yes. Finally, STI power in a, in a, in a, in a BRZ. No. Sorry, guys. It's a TS. And it's yeah. like, I don't understand it. So, like, okay. I've caught a lot of crap from how much I hated on the Subaru Outback. But, like, Subaru has the ability to make good cars better. Like, I love the XV Crosstrek. Like, yep. that is a fantastic little machine that's still funky and fun and drives and feels like a, like a Subaru. The new STI, the new WRX, those are great cars. The new Impreza's kind of terrible. Uh, then there's the Forester. Like, they made an all-new Forester, which is better in every way... But you can still get the XT model with the turbocharged engine, and like, they didn't get rid of the things that make it good. But then, like, by the way, four stress TI that is probably only gonna have some suspension upgrades, and that's kind of it. In blue paint, don't forget the blue paint. Right, you know, and it's 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 just little things like that. And then it's like, hey, you know what we make? We make a long wheelbase wagon. It's called an Outback. It is a wagon. An actual true wagon with all-wheel drive, and you can buy an XT model with a turbocharged engine and a manual transmission. It's got a full WRX drivetrain. And then they said, actually, we're going to stop making that, and we're going to make a big, boring SUV out of this thing. That So it's like half their cars are great, and then the other half are like, what are you thinking? Yeah, that is really what Subaru is up to these days. It's... Yeah. Well, I wonder if there's like two teams, like like... <laughs> there's there's a group of car guys and there's like these other people and there's a bean and counter and them cars like the president of Subaru goes you make this car and you make this car and you make this car and you make this car and, you know and it was like okay you guys you are gonna get the XV Crosstrek and you guys are gonna get yeah I'm back you guys are gonna get the Forester and you guys are gonna get the BRZ and then, <laughs> it's like that's what keeps happening and then it's like oh. By the way, we're going to make a BRZ STI, which is not an STI at all. And the people are like, what are you doing? You're making them mad at us. <laughs> oh, that, that BRZ made so many people mad. Oh, my God. Ugh, so yeah. many people on the Internet are so mad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I will give the, uh, the Outback this, though. It is really impressive off-road. Like, I was impressed. The new one? The 2015? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, again... The old one was great, though, also. 
Yeah, sure. I, had, I had a... Uh, but it drove better in yeah, every I way. 90, I had like a 99, I think, yeah. the Bean version. It I, was a tank. Yeah, I didn't drive this on... I didn't drive it on-road. I just drove it off-road at the, uh, the, the truck radio a couple weeks ago. And, I mean, this was this was going up trails that Jeep Wranglers, you know, were, were having a good time on. I mean, it was, you know, rock crawling and stuff like that. It was impressive. I was I was shocked. Really right. was. But 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 like that's the thing. It's like and I, I put that in my review. It's a great car. It's just not as good as it used to be in a lot of ways. Yeah. And the parts that they've improved, they've barely improved. Yeah. It's annoying. Ugh. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about fast cars again. Yeah. Um today in our well duh category, um BMW M two We'll arrive with a turbocharged six-cylinder engine. No! <laughs> right? What? I, I know. You're kidding. Yeah. Um, so, I thought they were going to go with a 350 small block. Right? So Autocar did did a piece that says um, the new M2, which we know is coming, which, in fact, I think that's one of the main reasons that BMW made the two series to begin with is because yeah. before we had the old one series M coupe, which was a terrible name to say because they couldn't call it the M1. Uh, so they have a new 2 Series now, and they're going to call it the M2. And um, the M- and the 2 Series already comes with the turbocharged straight 6, but they're going to make a bigger, faster turbocharged straight 6 for the M2. Um, that's going to be what the M3 used to be. Yes, essentially. And um, they're saying it's going to be the 3-liter, three, the three liter and they're going to turn it up. Um, the rumor is that they're shooting for about 400 ponies. Ooh. In a car that's small. Like, like, that's what makes the story interesting. It's like, oh, hey, they're going to take the engine that's already in it and make it faster to make the M2. Well, duh. Um, what we have here is uh, the head of M, Frederick Nietzsche, has said that they're targeting that 400 horsepower number. Like, like, like that's their sweet spot they're aiming for. So a car is about yay big with the roundel on the front and 400 ponies right behind that roundel should be quite an interesting little toy. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think that's going to be my shopping list. <laughs> yep. Um, so the same sources that Autocar quotes for some of the other stuff, and Auto uh, thing, or the, the Autocar says they're worried about the 400 horsepower because it might be a little too close to the 425 of the M4, uh, so maybe see closer to 375 or 385. But uh, they have sources that said... They're looking for a 4.3, 4.4, 0 to 60 time, um, which is quicker than the old M1 coupe. Uh, of course, top speed's still going to be limited to 155 because Germans hate German. fun. <laughs> Germans hate fun. Um, expect it maybe in 2015, probably a convertible model later. Um, and then other fast car news. Um, new fast car. Sorry, Halty said, I smiled. Um, oh, he smiled at your joke. He didn't, he didn't laugh. Faulty. Token grin. I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. that time when someone tells you a really bad joke and they're waiting for your response, you can just go, <laughs> that's what you just got. <laughs> that's what you like just to, because, because he did say, I smiled, question mark. He's like, I smiled? <laughs> His joke's terrible. You suck. Um, anyway, you can't appreciate good humor. Here's of the Ferrari LaFerrari XX, which if you are familiar with Ferrari's naming schemes, XX means, holy Jesus crap, this is fast. No, it means <laughs> just a keys. We were drunk when we made it. We don't know what we were doing. Yeah, so Ferrari has done this a couple times. So they started with the Enzo, and they made the FXX, Ow. which was a super crazy, super expensive track-only model that you could buy from Ferrari and never own. They would take it to a racetrack for you and let you drive it, <laughs> um, even though you paid them millions of dollars for it. 
And then they did that same thing with the 599 GTO. And now they're working on one for the LaFerrari. And we have new pictures that are nice and close up. Um, and it looks just mean and angry and evil. And I actually even kind of like the camo job. They should just leave it like that. Yeah, that actually yeah, I kind of do. Cool. Actually, it's kind of cool. <laughs> um, so they like, on our Facebook page called Check Exotics. Um, the large rear wing, the large rear wing we now know comes off the car because it's been removed there. Um, we can see roll cage bits inside the car. We get a good look at the huge brakes that are attached to this thing. Get a little better look at some of the front arrow and bodywork that's on it. Um, so we, we don't gain a lot of info from this, but it is cool to look at it and to see it. Um, Halty's brought up a good point. If the M2 does have 400 horsepower, it would probably be faster than the M4 based on weight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So he says he's worried that they're going to try and cut power so it's not faster than the M4 the same way Porsche neuters the Cayman. Mm-hmm. But the, the fun thing about auto, automakers neutering cars, you can put the balls right back in it. Yeah. With Although, um, story, I'm not sure if we've written a piece on it yet, but apparently the Cayman GT4 that's not been announced has been accidentally confirmed by Porsche. Oops. Yeah, there's Porsche driving experiences that you can do where you pay Porsche a lot of money and you go to a racetrack and they put you in Porsche cars and teach you how to drive Porsche cars around a racetrack. Um, and for about 35 minutes the other day, they had posted up a link for you to sign up for a Porsche driving experience for the new Cayman GT4. And then someone went, oh crap, take, take it down, take it down. But of course, some wonderful Porsche fans on forums have gotten screenshots of it, so... Hopefully, Porsche's finally letting the Cayman be as good as it can be. Yeah, well, I think they probably did it on purpose, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, who knows. But, anyways, uh, that's all of our news. Whoops. Who locked out? Who man? I have dogs, and apparently the mailman drove by, and one of them was like, I heard the mailman fart. Get him. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, we don't have any questions and answers this week, like I said earlier, because nobody sent us any, so we're terribly Ooh, sad and depressed about that. Yeah. But um, that gave us more time to talk about news, and we're going to move straight on into Own Drive Burn. Uh, this week's Own Drive Burn is from Luke, I Am Not Your Father, and uh, it is three ridiculously expensive luxury barges. We have the Bentley Mulsanne Speed, the Rolls-Royce Ghost, and the Aston Martin Leganda. Um, are we going to answer ourselves, or are we going to play the What Did You Think game again this week? Um, we'll probably answer ourselves because I don't know yeah. what you guys want to pick on this. I don't know what I want to pick on this either. I don't either. I'm, I'm kind of lost on these ones. I, you know what? I have my answer. Okay, Mark, go ahead. All right, you ready for this? Yes. All right. So they're all great cars, right? They're all pretty cool. They're worth a lot of money, though, right? Yes. I say burn them all three and collect the insurance. <laughs> 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 That's against the rules. <laughs> I hope Allstate's not listening right now. <laughs> no, and like I, yeah. I you hear that I Allstate man. If Mark's car suddenly burns to the ground, you might want to do some investigation. Yeah, it probably. Okay, so I'll burn the Lagonda because that's really. It looks like a doorstop. That it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a wedge. That's pretty terrible. We're 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 talking about the old one, right? No, no, no. The brand oh, new, the new one. one. The new one. It just came out. Oh, okay. It still looks like a doorstop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it still kind of looks like a <laughs> Yeah. I thought we were talking about the new one until you said That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'd probably... I don't know. I mean, it looks pretty cool, though, right? Um, I don't have an answer. I'm, I'm just going to say burn them all three. Give me some money. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that would be like $6 million in my bank account. You have to come up with a real answer. Justin, are you ready? We're going to give... Yeah, money. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I am going to... I'm probably going to own the Mulsani Speed just because I think it's awesome looking. I think it's one of the better looking of the uh, the Luxo barges, with the exception of the Continentals, the uh, G, uh, Continental GT. I'd say it's one of the better looking, so I'd have to own that one. Um, the Rolls Royce Ghost, you know, you could take those 300C headlights and throw them in a fire. I can't stand it. Um, it's <laughs> the forever. You know, I know the 300C copied it first, but then it turned around and said, aha, we'll do you back, and they copied them right back. So, nah. Burn it, burn it, burn it. And just because the Lagonda is such a weird, quirky looking thing, and very, very rare. Um, I got to drive it at least once, at least once. Okay, so um, I was sort of thinking that kind of route to begin with about the Lagonda. Like, God dang, is that thing super ugly? But it is super rare and super interesting. So it's like I kind of want to drive it. Um, so I'd probably drive that. But uh, I would burn the Bentley, and I would own a Rolls. Because then I get to tell people I own a roller. Like, seriously. And it's got that <laughs> super cool starlight head, headliner thing. That, that, did you know they'll customize? Like, you can tell them. You can give them a date. Like, I was born on this date. Or this is the day I got married. Or this is the day I made my first million that allowed me to buy a Rolls Royce. And they will pull up the star chart from wherever you lived at that evening and perfectly recreate that in the headliner. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, yeah, I want that. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Plus, you get to say, yes, my engine is six and three quarters liters. <laughs> so Which British. is just the most asinine British thing in the whole wide world, and I love it. How big is your engine? Six and three quarters. <laughs> Would you like a spot tea? It is a six and three quarter liter. <laughs> so it's 6.75 liters. No, it's six and three quarters. <laughs> that, and they used to rate their horse horsepower, their quoted horse, horsepower rating on old rolls, adequate. I <laughs> uh, hear you. Again, how, how British is that? Well, how much power does it have? Oh, so it's quite adequate. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. my trio. Someone click on that link and, and laugh. Okay, let me see. I was about to say, why does it say I have a message? But but Mark, why don't oh, you hey. give us... That's where I used to live. <laughs> I used to live there. Mark! Surprise me. Mark, what's your trio? Oh, my trio? Okay. Well, you know, I think the Bentley looks a little bit better um, than the uh, the Rolls. So I'll go with the Bentley. I'll burn the Aston. All right. I'll drive the Rolls once. And as for Mark's, click on this link and, and laugh. All he sent us was a picture of a Rolls-Royce Phantom in Indonesia that's in a flooded street. And there is literally somebody inside of it trying to bail the water out with a bucket. <laughs> those are Indonesians for you. And that's what makes it funny is seeing this guy with a bucket trying to bail water out of this Rolls Royce that's like window deep in water. <laughs> it's hilarious. Although I do have you to know, say, I, I would have to say, say like, a lot about the build quality of those door seals. Yeah, I was gonna say like those, are, like, those have to be really good like door seals. So, you know, I mean, if you bail enough water out, you know. It might just float. <laughs> no, it weighs 400 <laughs> tons. It's never going to float. So does an aircraft carrier, but somehow the Navy makes that float. 
Okay, but there's a science behind that that's volume versus weight. And the Rolls-Royce is big, but it's not aircraft carrier big. But it weighs about the same as an aircraft carrier. It does. It does. I can actually teach you the laws of buoyancy later if you would like. I'm good. But you know, if you know, if you have enough to, to buy a Rolls-Royce, then you probably have enough to own your own Air Force. So you now have to have a place to, you know, land it and have an aircraft carrier. And the hood's long enough. That has been our show. We are happy everyone joined us. Um, looks like we're going to come in at about a minute and, or an hour and 12 minutes this time, so not another hour and a half show, thankfully. Um, or three. As always, uh, thanks everyone who's tuned in. Thank you for guys for hanging out with us. Thank you, Yadingus, which is sort of funny, a funny name, but thank you for joining us. Thank you, Holti, uh, which to be honest is also a funny name. So is Mo. Um, but we appreciate everyone. Uh, don't forget, we need own drive burn suggestions. We really need questions. I think I've got enough own drive burns for two more shows, but we didn't have any questions this week. So if you guys have things you want to know, send those to us. And re remember, it can be pretty much anything you guys want to know. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, what is your favorite mid-engine supercar from the 1970s? It can be things like, hey, um, why is the engine in the new Ford Fiesta 1 liter better than the 1.6 that comes with standard? Or, like, if you have questions about cars you want to buy, questions about things you're interested in, questions about technology, you know, why should I care about direct injection or whatever? If you ask us questions, we'll do what we can to answer them. So they don't have How to do I be... program my VCR? <laughs> I mean, you know I got Betamax and it ain't working. <laughs> if you ask... And we have time? Hell, I'll try to answer it. I like gadgets. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, so don't be afraid to ask us questions. There is no such thing as a stupid question, just us giving you stupid answers. So Lots of that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you guys very much. Uh, again, you can leave your questions in the comments below this post. You can send us your questions to Twitter, at TopSpeedPodcast is the Twitter account for that. Uh, or you can email us, podcast at topspeed.com. Um, if you want to reach any of the three of us directly to ask us questions or yell at us and tell us we're terrible human beings and we need to learn how to drive cars or whatever, uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Moford. That is M-O-E-F-E-R-D. You can find Justin at The Car Junkie, and you can find Mark at Mark McNabb. So, again, thank you guys very much. We're going to play some music, and we're going to call the show done for and over with, as long as you guys don't have anything else to contribute. I'm out, man. We're good. All right. Peace out, everybody. Yep. Yep.